speaking over and over. I don't know how clearly you can hear it right here. But what I want you to realize, or what I realize about, is that's where we are right now. We're in, we're in March. In another week, we're going to be into spring. And the seasons begin to shift. The light coming to us has already shifted and is continuing to get more and more and brighter and brighter. So as that happens, there's a turning tide. And I don't know about you, but I'm already feeling that energy of spring starting to, to pop up and get going. So if all that, whether that's true or not for you, that's my experience, and I'm inviting you to share and join in it. Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living, Midtown, where we remind you, such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity. So am I, and so it is. Knowing that life just wants to show up. You were born into that. You have lived in that. You are continuing to live in that. And as we learn how to allow the flow of life through us and simply get ourselves out of the way, get our blocks, our beliefs, those things which would hold us back, life can, can grow and grow in a greater and greater way. Here at the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, we are uh, excited because you're here, whether you're here in the room or online, wherever you are, we're excited because we honor you and, and we bless you for who you are. We recognize you as a, an expression of that life and that divine, however you understand yourself, however you define yourself, and whatever way you, you do that. So as we move now into the rest of our celebration, before we do that, I just would like to say that today's talk is about questions the quest you're on. So for those in the room, if you have any question you'd like for me to address during the talk, other than what is the meaning of life, although I'd try that one if you pass it to me, um, what I want to do is, is uh, this is some folks who are not here today, but who have been often here for this event, call this Stump the Minister. Well, we're not trying to stump the minister, but we're trying to dig a little deeper into what, what's on your mind. What matters to you? So give me some question if, if you have one, and I'll work it into the talk. Those of you online, on Zoom in particular, you can hit uh, share or you can hit the chat and type it in the chat. And, my, and Jake is back there taking notes, so he'll make sure we get some of those. And, uh, and we'll go from there. And I do have a talk in case we don't get any questions, but that's okay too. So... What do we believe? Why do we believe it? You're going to hear more about that right now in our Declaration of Principles. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life and the immortality of the individual soul forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So it is. That's simply a, an English translation of amen or amen that you hear related to prayers from all over the world. 
So uh, one of the things that you saw in that uh, video were some of our practitioners. Practitioners are people who have studied this teaching and are able to use it for themselves in a very rich way, as well as for other people. So um, they are available to you. They're available to, to work with you, to do prayer or treatment, as we call it, spiritual mind treatment for you. And uh, they are very capable of doing that. So don't hesitate to go to our website, find their names, and reach out. We will see that you get, a, get someone to speak to if that's what you're looking for. Our practitioner of the day today is uh, someone who's just back from traveling the world. He's got lots of great stories. I don't know how much of that he's going to talk about today. But he's going to talk about some truth and then lead us in an affirmative prayer. So, Lee Huffman. Thank you, Bob. Mm -hmm. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's really great to be here, CSL Midtown, uh, to be here live, and I'll move this up. <laughs> uh, and um, it's a rainy day here in Georgia and a beautiful day, but um, I just want to invite those online to come and join us in the coming weeks, uh, both live here in person. It'd be great to have you all here. And... Um, I want to talk a little bit about the travels that I've had, especially about the first part of the trip. They say to make God smile, you tell her your plans. And in 2019, I decided I was going to take some time off, actually a year. And from March 15th, 2020 to March 14th, 2021, I had a daily plan of all the places I was going to go and visit around the world, I was going to put that plan together. And the way I put it together was I sent messages out to a lot of people and um, said, where would you go if you were going on a spiritual quest, if you were going to really connect with the universe and connect with God and to really reset your life? And it was interesting. I had never heard of the Camino de Santiago, and um, but over 60 percent of the people had it in their top three to go to the Camino. And what the Camino is, is it's a 500. Well, the, the path that I took, uh, there are 16, at least 16 different paths. They are trails that go to Santiago, Spain, which is in the northwest part of Spain. And the one I took was 800 kilometers, which is right around 500 miles. And I walked it by myself, sort of. I met over 100 people and from over 60 countries and people that spoke a lot of different languages. And uh, you would walk with somebody for a little bit of time. And then, because everybody walks at a different pace, they would take off or I would take off and We'd end up catching up to somebody else, and then we'd catch up for coffee a little bit later. And it's just an amazing thing to do. Uh, I actually walked with somebody that we'll cover, we'll probably talk about some other time, Bob, um, that I never thought I'd walk with again. And it was an amazing spiritual journey. Uh, each night, we stayed in a what's called an albergue, which is a hostel uh, that has bunk beds all around the line and... There could be anywhere from four to 
30 people in this dormitory setting. And uh, so you'd meet new people there, you'd get up and have breakfast with them, and you'd all set out by 8 o'clock in the morning. You'd all be walking the trail. And there was so much time of silence. There was so much just deciding to flow. And I ended up going in September of this last year. And um, I took 38 days to walk the 500 miles. And I had some trouble with my knee, so I did take a little bit of bus and train <laughs> in there. But um, I ended up walking over 400 miles. And then I spent two months, a little bit over two months, traveling around Europe on the EU rail pass. So I have more stories than what we could take in a year of services here. And um, all of them are, were just amazing. So I want to encourage you to take the time, pull out your bucket list or your wish list, and look at what you might want to do something that you might be putting off. And don't put it off any longer. I want to encourage people to go, take the time to explore the world around us, whether that's just go to a national park for a weekend or go and take several months and go away. The world will be here for you. The work will be here for you. Your family will be here for you. And I just want to encourage that. Uh, without... Further ado, I would like to offer a spiritual mind treatment. And as a practitioner of religious science, I really enjoy treating, as we call it, for myself and for other people. And so do the other practitioners and ministers listed on our website. So as Bob said, I encourage you to also reach out to them. And um, a treatment is, uh, or a spiritual mind treatment, is simply an affirmative prayer much like the Lord's Prayer was, or is. We can pray to align our thoughts and desires with the God of the universe. And that's what treatment is all about. I share this in the first person because I can only treat my mind. So I will say, I, take any of it that fits with you, any that resonates, and bring it into your own prayer and speak that in your mind or aloud um, and use it to treat your mind, to align your mind with that of the God of the universe. The God of the universe goes by many names. And so I will choose, well, I could choose Yahweh. I could choose God. I could cho choose Christ, the Christ consciousness. I could choose Jesus. Um, people say Mary. I choose the source because God, to me, is the source of everything on the universe. And so everything came out of God. There was only God, and you can find that in multiple teachings. In the beginning was God, and that was all. So when God said, I'm going to express myself in love, I'm going to expand myself the only thing that it could use to expand itself was itself. So you are God. This table is God. We all came from God. So when we realign ourselves with the intentions of God, God will provide what we desire. So I ask you to know this, if you will. 
Take a deep breath first and just relax a little bit. Take another one and let it out. And know this with me, if you will. There is one God, one creator, called by many names, and I choose to call it Source. Source created everything out of itself as a desire to express love. Since I was created out of Source, I am one with Source. Since all thought is creative, I am creative. Since there is no challenge, no danger, too big for Source, there is no challenge too big for me. So today I have courage because I am one with the God Source. Today I have freedom because I am one with the God Source. Today I have health and vitality because I am one with the God Source. Today I have all the abundance that I desire. I am overflowing. I am able to give to those around me because I am one with God's source. No one can stand in the way of my receiving everything I desire because I am one with a God source. Nothing can get in the way of my receiving what God has for me. So I open my arms and I receive all that I ask for, knowing that when I ask for it, it will come to me because I and you are one with a God source. I release these words knowing that they are true and that they will manifest for me. I have all that I desire because I am one with a God source. God and I are one. I release these words knowing that they will not return to me void. I receive with my arms wide open knowing that what I desire, the God source desires for me. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you. Sitting on a girl of mine. I selected that song because it says exactly what we're about to dive into. And that is, or, or at least it talks about the source of the goal. The, we're all sitting on a gold mine. Every one of us have this amazing value within us, this amazing freedom within us. And the gold mine is, I mean, you think about it. You, you go dig for the gold, you dig it out, you get it out of the mine, you get out of the hole, and you turn it into something valuable. Well, questions do just that because the gold mine is your own consciousness. The gold mine is your um, connection, as Lee talked about so beautifully, with source. You know, we are, we are all birthed out of source, but we're not out of source. We're still in it, fully 100% connected to this infinite consciousness, this infinite power. And so questions... Talk about the quest you're on. Okay, somebody write that one down. It's from, from my good friend. Uh, let's see. I'll get back to it. The, um, the real question for 
for us all is how do we access that? And the way, that, how do we get in touch with, how do we bring it forward through us? Well, here's the, here's the, the kicker. You already are. Our thought, our individual thought, is generated from that universal consciousness as your thoughts. So it's really important then in, in our understanding of life that we take seriously what we're thinking about and that we pay attention to what we're thinking about because what we obsess about and think about a lot is what ends up creating in our lives. You know, you, the whole world fell into great fear for a while about illnesses and such, and they were real, but they, they definitely were part of the, ex, the, the ongoing belief that there's value in illness, value in, you know, it's big business. So there's a lot of reason for that to be true. And, and mind can only create what we ask it to. Now, it's creating on a much bigger scale than our individual lives, but our individual lives somehow fit into it. That's why we call it universal intelligence. That's the first word and description I heard of an infinite power or God when I first joined this, this movement. And I was relieved by that because it took me out of and away from all of my old conceived notions about God. So I didn't use the G word for a long time, and it was all okay that way. So the, um, the second half of that, the first half is we create our experience by what we believe, by what we were given and our beliefs, by where we started, our cultural, our family, our schooling, all of those things. I always believed I was dumb. And I got lots of chances to, to show that to people and, and forget and mix up and get things and, until I discovered that what I thought was my IQ that I had secretly snuck into the teacher's desk and read wasn't my IQ. It was some other number that had nothing to do with that. And then I found out I'm smarter than I thought. You know, and my whole life changed at that point because I quit thinking of myself as, as not quite smart. And uh, the number was so low, it would have, I wouldn't have been able to function in the way I function if it had been true. So some of you may still think that's true, but that's okay. I like you anyway. So the question then is, and I'll use this first one. Whoops, there it went. The question, the first one we're going to look at, which is right in line with what I was just talking about, is how do you know what you're supposed to be doing while we're here in our current situation or in our current, yeah, incarnation? Where's your passion? Where is that thing that pulls you and that talks to you? And to find it out, to, be, to know for sure, is to look at the deep questions you have. In other words, the question of what, why is this, or what does that mean, or what does this do, or what is, what is it that really drives you? Those deep questions are the ones that spirit responds to, that the infinite intelligence responds to, and with learning to listen can give you your own guidance. No one else knows what your path should be but you. 
as smart as I think I am, and I can probably give you lots of advice, the advice is meaningless unless it resonates with that truth within you. And because your path is unique, your version of this infinite intelligence is unique and it comes forth and forward through you by asking the right questions. And by right, I mean not good or bad, but the right ones for you. Your questions may not be the same as mine, but when we ask them and then we listen, and this is where meditation comes in. This is where being quiet comes in. This is where going deeper into what's the possibility for me and then being quiet and listening because it's incredible how those answers eventually, if you keep asking, will pop in. Ernest Holmes talked a lot about meditation, but when he talked about meditation, he was talking about contemplation, not necessarily meditation as we think of it from the yogic traditions or some of those others. He was, he was talking about taking a, a question or a word or an idea and just sitting quietly and contemplating it, letting it roll through your mind over and around and again until something begins to show up. One of the things we often say is, I may not know the answer to this question, but something in me knows. If it's my question, something in me knows the answer. And that something is that infinite intelligence that's right there. So all we need to do is be open to that and continue to ask the question until we get an answer. As someone who is new to CSL, where should I start? Which books should I read? I think the most powerful, important book to read at the very beginning is The Power of Decision by Raymond Charles Barker. It is a... Uh, very approachable, almost a secular sounding book at times. And it gives you a real uh, opportunity to, to get the ideas of this teaching as applied to the simple business of choice. He's talking about the power of choice. When you choose a path, you're setting a whole world of things in motion. When you chose to come here this morning, you set a whole world of things in motion that happened. So when that happens, that you choose and you go that way. And that's one of the books. The other book I would recommend is this thing called You, which is by Ernest Holmes. And it's one of his smaller books, but it talks about who we really are. And it's written as if, as if he's really talking to you. So I always encourage people to read it out loud and to think and read it slowly. Contemplate it as you go and see what feelings shift or change in that process, in that business. There are lots of other books, but that's where I would encourage you to start. At some point later, into the textbook. The textbook is, uh, was written in, the one version we use the most was written in 1932 and has been re revamped some, but it was not, it's not the most accessible because of the style in which it's written. And uh, which is why we teach classes about it, so that we can help make it more accessible. However, if you read the 1926 textbook, which was the first version, it is very accessible. And it reads as if he's talking to you again. I, I have a lot of questions about that second one, whether how much of it he did and how much his helpers did uh, in terms of Ernest Holm. But that first one, that 1926, is just a Q&A all the way through it. So it's a really cool, I think it's a cool place to go next after you've done some of the other things. 
This is a great question. It says, would God give us what we desire specifically, or is it better to open ourselves to receiving something we haven't considered because that is God's will? God's will is for you to live and live life freely and richly and abundantly, joyfully, healthily, all of those things. As far as specifically, that's up to you. That's up to you. It's, it's kind of like the, the gift has been given. We've been given this thing called life, and we have the freedom to use it. And so we get to choose specifically what we want to do and how we want to use that power. Again, that power is not some mystical thing coming from outside of us. It is within our own thought and our own power and our own process to come forward. I think it, one of the things that um, there's written in, I can't remember now for sure which books, but one of the books talks about if you do an, a nonspecific treatment, you get a nonspecific response. And to me, treatment is the way in which we line our minds up, as, as Lee said, with, with that flow of consciousness, that flow of ideas, that flow of knowledge. And from that knowledge and those, those ideas comes the manifestation in the real world of things to be. So it's really important. Um, there are a lot of jokes and things around about people who sometimes, uh, you know, you, you treat for prosperity and you get a new credit card in the mail because you weren't specific about what prosperity means to you. Well, for me, prosperity is not getting the credit card. That's an invitation to disaster uh, in terms of life and spending things I may not have and all of that nonsense. So, so the idea is to uh, get as specific as you can, not about the how, how this is going to come about, but get specific about the what, by visioning and imagining the picture you want to see yourself become. And know that every bit of that includes the idea of this and or something better, because we don't want to limit things, but we want to be open to the bigger and the better idea. And that's where I think the openness comes. But we have to start from somewhere. So we start from what we think we want or what we do want. Passion and desire is about what we want. And that is not a bad thing. I grew up thinking if it felt good, it was wrong and, and got taught that a lot. But this is not that. This teaching flips that on its ear and says, your deep desires and your passions are the things that are, you are here to do and to follow and to move forward on. And they're good. They're good and very good because they can only come from one place. They only come from consciousness, your consciousness. Yeah. How do we use this power to improve our lives? I first read that as loves. Uh, I'm not sure which it is. Either way, it's the same thing or the same answer. We use it by, by getting conscious about what we want to be. It requires staying awake. And that's one of the hardest things today for people to do is to stay awake, I think. You know, we are so in, invited to be part of uh, a world of, of sleep and not being awake and of being able to, um, you know, appear to be, but I can, I can put myself to sleep for hours without getting a minute of sleep in front of uh, YouTube or Facebook or things that appear to be connecting me with people around me, and yet it really isn't. It's really just setting, allowing me to ignore what's going on inside of me. 
and allowing me to go to sleep in that respect. You know, the power that matters is the power within us, not the power that's out there somewhere. And, okay, Lord does sit me a curve here. That's a good thing. We'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. The, um, so by, by first becoming aware and believing in the idea that your thought, your ideas, your beliefs begin to direct your life. Also, learning and recognizing that you can choose your beliefs. Now, you may not believe them to start with, but if you work with them, and if you think about them and you contemplate them, you can, you can shift your belief out of perhaps like one of duality that says there's a big evil world out there trying to get me, or which was one of my life beliefs for a long time, into the idea there's only one power, and that power shows up as me, in me, through me, and in everything that is, the oneness of, of life that shows up. There is a lot of... Um, opportunity through meditation, through spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer to shift those thoughts and thinking and then to watch what happens in your life. The other way to help it that it improves your life is you see what the what's being reflected back to you. Because if you want to know what you think and believe about life, look at what's happening in, in yours. Look at what is being done and experiencing out there in your world because it's a direct reflection. The way you see it and understand it it's a direct reflection of your beliefs. You know, that's, was, that was hard. Still is sometimes. I, I don't want to believe that. I want to say it's their fault. It's not me. I didn't create this. But on some level, my acceptance of whatever is going on in my my acceptance of, of nonsense in the world can also reflect itself back to me the more I do it. It's like a loop. But the more I accept the idea of love, peace, harmony, joy, all of those good things, the more I see that in the world. Maybe in the same situations even. So it's a really interesting question. It's a great question. Um, oh boy, here's a good one. <laughs> the, um, when asked by someone, a, a religious person of, of either Catholicism or Protestantism or some of those, what is our teaching? What is your short elevator response? It changes. It changes all the time. And it may be a lot to do with who the person is that asks. But one of the things I like to say, and one of the things I truly believe, is that we honor all paths to God. We honor all religions, the truth that is available in all religions. We don't honor the nonsense. And there's nonsense in all of us and all religions. So what I say is we believe in the goodness of life, we believe in you, and we believe that God is constantly and fully, imminently involved in our lives. Not because it's out there somewhere in, coming in, but because we're living within it. We are part of it in that respect. That usually fosters a lot of questions. One of the questions that usually follows that is, well, what about Jesus? Or what do we think about him? Is he, uh, is, he, is he God? Is he the son of God? My response to that is always the same thing. You bet. And so are you. Unless you're a woman, then you're a daughter of God. We are all expressions of the divine. And Jesus was a great example, not the great exception. 
and we, he's been treated so long as the great exception. One of my early teachers used to say, Jesus pointed the way, and we've been studying his fingernail ever since. And I think there's some truth in that. But in this teaching, what we attempt to do is look at what he did, what that story tells us happened, and it's a picture of the understanding from 2,000 years ago of what it means to be a fully fully God-inspired, God-held individual. He said all the time, the Father in me does the work. He also said that everything I do, you can do and more, which kind of fits with a Holmes quote I found for the day that says something, such as the power of right thinking that it cancels and erases everything unlike itself. It answers every question, solves every problem. It is the solution to every difficulty. Ernest Tom said this in, in the uh, first Science of Mind textbook. So think, right thinking is the answer to, to a big part of that, as it was for Jesus, as it was for Muhammad, and on and on it goes, to all of the great spiritual leaders. It is fascinating to me that, you know, among the, among the Hindus, they see Jesus as a great prophet. And, and those who study Allah and follow that religion also see him as a prophet and see that story as a prophet, but not as the only prophet. And there's a whole lot of history there that I don't have time to go into, so I will not do that. But, but um, just know that there's the Jesus story that we know was not the first one that showed up with that story. It goes back centuries before the 2,000-year-ago version that we know the best. And in various versions with various uh, expressions that all of which point to the same thing, that God incarnate in us is what matters. So my dear friend and sometimes speaker here, uh, Lorna, <laughs> Lorna Bradley, has sent me a question, and I'm grateful to you, Lorna. There it is. I try to believe in good, ultimate good, all the time, but I believe COVID shook my faith. Can you explain or give some insight into how COVID fits into it's all good all the time? The chaos, the fear, the loss of loved ones, and it's still happening. What's going on? Um, I can get rich with that question, maybe. I probably not. I know I know my ideas about it. I don't know the ultimate answer on that. That's an important question for all of us to ask. I do believe in the ultimate good. I also believe that nothing is done to us in life. It is always done for us. Our world has had a lifelong dance, in, as I said earlier, in valuing ill health. There's a great value in being sick. Think about it. In many families, that's how you get attention. My dear grandmother, bless her heart, she, uh, that's a Southern expression, by the way, she, um, anytime life got to be too much, she had a heart attack. Now, she only had one heart attack ever in her life, and that's the one that killed her when she was 80-something or other. All of those other heart attacks were hysterics, hysterical, or anxiety attacks, or whatever. But when she would do them, the family would gather from all over, wherever they were living. My uncle would fly down from 
Detroit and we'd have people coming in and everybody'd come and gather in the hospital and we'd all be there for her for a little while and then she'd get better and go home and we'd all go back to our various places. But that's how we, you know, there was such value for her in being ill. And it, it served her well. Now, she didn't consciously decide to do that. that was the, but that was the pattern from her deeper thinking. I think the human race has for a long time put a lot of energy and power in ill health, even as we've attempted to heal from it. Because if you're fighting against something, you're giving it more power. And I think part of what happened was, it, I, see, I see the COVID uh, experience as the great pause. It was, a, it was a pause in our world. It was a pause for all of us. It pulled us out of that unconscious rat race so many people were in, into a more conscious, isolated, yes, but um, and a more internal focusing on what matters in here. Now, yes, it is sad that people who left the planet, but I don't believe life ends when you pass, when you leave the planet. It's just your physical life that ends. We are eternal beings. So that doesn't mean it isn't tragic and sad, but it does mean that it isn't the end. And that wasn't the end. And people who left the planet then, who knows what the big story of that's going to be in the, in the future. Those who believe in reincarnation have said every time there's been a big mass exodus like that, whether Holocaust or here or other things, that there's a way in which it turns around because those, those souls, those people are ready to come back and bring us to another level. I'm not an expert in that. I'm not going to pretend to be. But that's the, that's the um, much of the thought about it. And that's not a particularly science of mind idea but it's a general spiritual idea. So, that's our Q&A for today. And I'm very grateful to all of you who ask questions. I encourage you to keep asking your questions because they define the quest you're on. That's why they're questions. I love that little play on words. I didn't originate it. I picked it up somewhere on the web. But the quest you're on is about the direction you're going, the way that you're going to move, and your questions can guide you in that. I mean the deep down ones that really get you, and you, you find yourself wondering about. Keep wondering about them, because that wondering is what opens you up to that guidance and to those better ideas within you. You are wonderful, and you have everything you need already. And I'm just mostly here to remind you of that. Because you are wonderful, so am I, and so it is. And now we'll hear from our friend Vance, who is going to advance us in the idea of prosperity. Mm. Thanks, Dr. Bob. And y'all had some good questions, too. Yes. So um, now is our time to consciously think about our prosperity as it comes in and goes out in that flow. <clears throat> and if you... Haven't already, I'm going to remind you, um, follow the Facebook or follow the YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on all the social media platforms so we get out and spread the word more. And if you will, say with me our affirmation of prosperity. You can donate online at cslmidtown.org. Use the QR code. Or if you're here in person, there's a basket in the back. So 
I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow, and all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Back to Dr. Bob for some announcements. Yeah, I want to, to, to mention, we don't talk about it very often, but every Tuesday at noon, we have what we call Boost. It's the time to come together and boost your consciousness, boost your attitude, boost your idea. And we do this in a simple format. We get together. I lead it. We talk some about what you're looking for, what you're wanting, what the desire is for greater. And then I do a spiritual mind treatment for all of it. Uh, it's about 30 minutes usually. And um, the people who participate find it very valuable and very important. So if your life is absolutely 100% working fine the way you want it, the way it is right now, then you don't need to worry about a boost. But if there's anything in your life that you'd like to see improved, have better, experience better, that's the place to go to, to at least get some help, get some work on it. Uh, the other place to go is back to our um, practitioners, as we talked about earlier. Right now, there will be another class announced shortly as to what is coming next. We are completing in the next couple of weeks our prosperity class, and I will be starting something. I'm still meandering in my brain about what that is and looking for guidance. So, um, you know, I've always tried to be on schedule with those things, but, but spirit works on its own schedule. So as soon as I know, you'll know, and then we will gather folks to, uh, to do that. Thank you all. See you next week.